Hey, it's Page Avenue Crew. My name is Adam. I am not Dan. Dan's on vacation. I'm Ryan. I am Dan. <laughs> Sound weird, dude. I am Dan's fat tits. <laughs> oh, I'm Dan's goiter. I'm Dan's leftover <laughs> sperm. Yeah. Cool. Should we make this episode about everything we don't like about Dan? Yeah. And he, then he gets back and kick his ass. He can't defend himself. Yeah. He's <laughs> a little fucking wimp. He can't even defend himself. Yeah, he's powerless. He's weak. You're weak. You're what, weak. What I always say, because you're weak, well, that's like a version of something. What is it? It's like, uh, I feel like it's they got nothing. from some kind of like martial arts movie from the 80s or like an Arnold thing or something. Mm. Nothing? No. I say it all the time. It's one of those things that's just like stuck in there. I don't know. Mercy is for the weak. Yeah. I know Bobby, what a Bobby J. Cox cigarettes are on the floor right there. Disgusting. Oh, uh, unsmoked. I'm going to smash it. Bobby, I'm smashing your cigarette. I know you're listening. I'm fucking smash it. That was fun with Bobby last week. I love that guy. I always wanted to be on every week. Booby. Booby Miles. He, uh, <laughs> Booby J. Cox. <laughs> You should see the edit. You should see like the waveforms when he really gets riled up or when he starts laughing. Yeah. Like all the other track just spike. Like all of them. Yeah. Just everything maxes out. Yeah. He's the best, man. Yeah, he's a good man. The and world, thorough. The world needs more Bobby J. Cox. More Cox. We uh we were actually talking about this before we hit record. The pod last week, there was like an extra half hour that got cut out. But Bobby said some stuff that you'll never hear. That I it was is just unforgivable. He said some stuff that I was like, fucking preach on, Mr. Mr. Cox. You know, like he said some good stuff that just kind of warm warm warmed my heart. Mm. You know? Mm. He just said some good stuff. I love that I guy. He's a loser. So Yeah. We <laughs> should kick on. his ass too. <laughs> I like his impersonation to you. He just kicked back and he got on his phone and just started scrolling. <laughs> you just know? made a dismissive smirky face. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Hey guys, it's called multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> Bros, we're about to play shows. Yeah. Yes. We got a show sooner than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder when that's going to be announced. It's like, announced. Uh, it's announced. Oh, it is? Yeah. Is there like a, have we posted about it? We're on the World Wide Web about it. No, because I don't think. No one sent me the hyperlink. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Uh... Like, shouldn't we post about it? Yeah, but I don't think we've gotten anything that's actually uh, like a, yeah. like a ad mat, if you will. Yeah. How do you guys know? You Matt, guys went Matt, on the Matt. internet? Yeah, we went to Bob the website. sent it to us. Wait, you guys have been on the internet? Yeah. No, like today? It's cool, dude. You don't you have guys, to pay by the minute anymore. It's, it's pretty cheap. Did you go on the internet yesterday? No, I checked the Riverfront Times for all my show news. <laughs> yeah, I went to Emo's and got a fresh copy <laughs> off the stack. <laughs> hey, when I worked at Emo's, that was always tight when they'd bring in the new RFTs, and I'd be like, yeah, fucking hell, I'll see if our show's in there. I would go flip to the back. I, I got mine from McMurray. Bit, uh, sorry. What? I got mine from McMurray. Yeah, or Rest vintage vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like, you buy a CD and grab an RFT. Grab an RFT, out. man? Yeah. See if Snapcase is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't live in St. Louis who's listening, it's the Riverfront Times, which is like the the music and culture magazine that has like restaurant shit, all the shows. There's like St. Louis stuff. Yeah. I don't know who actually looks at it anymore, like in paper form. Yeah. But, you know, it's a website. Like everything else that was paper, it's digital. But it's a St. Louis institution. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing a show partnering with them. And Sebastian Bach and Tech Nine. Are on it. Firehouse. Yeah. yeah. Great White. For real? Yeah. I didn't see that. So it's called Pig and Whiskey. It's like a, it's a festival at, at a brewery, brewery called, uh, brewery. Sh- brewery called Schlafly Bottle Works. Schlafly is a St. Louis beer company and they have a dope restaurant and like, you know, yeah, it's brewery, cool. outdoor eating area, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's all like uh bourbon and whiskey vendors and yeah. 
barbecue, 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 uh, barbecue, um, uh, restaurants and stuff. They set up all kinds of like cool things to eat and drink. It'll be tight. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, last weekend of August, right? No. Second to last weekend. Yes. Nailed it. (laughs) Yep. And then we're doing a little run with Hawthorne Heights, doing some of those for lovers festivals and some headlining stuff. So we got some rehearsing to do boys. Dude, how good is that? Um, festival tour idea like the name of it you know it's called for oh, lovers. Yeah, yeah it's for lovers so just whatever you need to put in there yeah insert yeah. the city or state yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome turns out ohio is not the only place that's for lovers that's yeah, true missouri's not for lovers total side note hmm. dan just emailed that's pretty awesome oh, about, about the, the artwork yeah cool. i didn't see that coming that's fucking awesome i love it dude i like really love it yeah, sick our, our fans really needed to hear that yeah yeah. There's a thing that we're working on right now for the artwork that um, has an interesting origin or like a like a story behind it. The approach, well, a story, a story. It has a really cool story. A story that you're not going to hear. Um, you'll know about it once it comes out. It's being made in a cool, interesting, new way. I'll say that. Different galaxy. Yeah. No, not so. Not so near. I'm looking at it right now. I like just, I love it. It's a different plane of existence. Yes. I love it. It's the seventh string on the string theory. Seventh string on Steph Carpenter's guitar. <laughs> yeah. Or on Jay Monkey Schaefer's guitar. So let me ask you all nerds a question. Don't call me that name, bro. Oh. We have a tour coming up, shows, all that stuff. Like, do you guys, like, before we get into, we, we should talk about how we prepare for that shit. Like, obviously we get in room and rehearse and stuff, but like, what's your guys' process? Tell me how you prepare. Let's <laughs> let's let the fans know how we prepare. Josh, tell them how you prepare. <sighs> um, generally speaking, once we make a set, you set trip. I, I do set trip. I generally like I'll listen to it. Even I know all our songs, but like I listen to it. I'll put it in order in a playlist, mm-hmm. and I'll just listen through it while I'm sitting at my job. Yeah, all day. I'll go over it, read, and just kind of read. You just listen to my tasty licks. Yeah, I just listen to Ryan the whole time. I solo mm-hmm. up his guitar track. <laughs> yeah, in your passenger seat, you have like a you have like a, a, a multi track. You got a multi track. Uh, yeah. No, I just unit. I'll listen to it a bunch, and then eventually I'll start playing at home by myself, just playing along to those songs. And then when I come practice, I'm usually the best there. So <laughs> that's kind of cool. how it goes. Because yeah. I mean, for me, there's. I think you guys are probably the same way. There's no way to fully like be in show shape. Yeah. You mean like physically? Yeah, physically. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, it usually takes me three or four shows like to be in like show shape to mm-hmm. where I'm not yeah. exhausted and sore. Because practice is practice. Like you're just trying to like play together and get back in like the rhythm of it. But Talk about practice, man. <laughs> practice. But like not a game. <laughs> practice. But like I can't you you can't replicate the live show at rehearsal. It just, it doesn't work. No. Yeah. It's not the same thing. You're always going to. You're holding your sticks tighter. Yeah. You're hitting everything a little harder. Yeah. Adrenaline's flowing. Mm-hmm. So you like, you wear out a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. We need a gig simulator like Tenacious D. <laughs> Somebody needs to come throw stuff at us in the living room. Dude, you know what was really exciting? Are you finished? I am, man. I'm done. <laughs> I he always finishes I, fast. I just realized I might be interrupting you. No. I'm working on I've that I've never lately. interrupted you, so you go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, but like, <laughs> I have. Oops. Um, I for, totally fucking forgot what I was going to say. We're not working on it. You are, but we're not. <laughs> we're I, sorry. I for, no, I, I, maybe you could talk because I forgot. Oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> um, something that's really exciting for me. This is guitar nerd, nerd shit, but 
lot of people use like the modeling stuff, the Kempers, Fractals, whatever. I have a, I've had a Line 6 endorsement for like almost fucking 20 years now. Line6.com. <laughs> a sweet hyperlink. Go on the internet. <laughs> um, anyway, they sent me this Helix a couple years back and going through and building tones from all of our other records. And just like, if there's a delay on this song, like, you know, getting the actual like milliseconds and the actual pedals that I used and shit. I don't know. It's just like really recreating that stuff has been, that shit's so fun to me, man. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So I start like, if we're going to rehearse say on, uh, I don't know, fucking Friday or whatever, like two weeks before then, like I'll just start like making sure all my presets are built. I'll just sit in the basement and play along with shit. So I'll rehearse by myself fully like multiple times before I ever rehearse with you guys. Do you ever go to the climbing wall with your guitar hanging on you? <laughs> no, it's in a gig bag. <laughs> you put it in a, you put it in a two strap gig bag when you, you said, go up the wall. You saying you ever go to the climbing wall would be the equivalent of me saying like, um, "Do you do any cool stunts in your rollerblade today?" Or, I mean, uh, did, hey, when you were blading today, did you ever did you like a one eighty? Hey, you know? did you have your bass on? Hey, people say um, calling it blading that came back. Oh, really? Yeah, I learned yeah. that. I still have trouble with it. I oh, can't really? Say. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But do you guys? It's not uh, a climbing wall. What's it called? Just the climbing, the climbing gym, gym man. Or, or just the wall. I don't know. Uh, the wall. Um, uh, That's the Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Do you guys? I'm curious. I, I know the answer for you, but like, you're Maybe. the one dude in the band I can see doing this. Do you like jump around by yourself and stuff? Like, do you put a bass on and like practice moving? Not like doing my stage moves, but I'll, I'll like run in place or bounce up and down. Yeah. Just to get used to like the weight on me. Yeah. But when I actually do need to do a workout that more resembles. You just strap on your blades? Strap on my blades. I put on a Sodi playlist. Now, I... Um, you should get one of those parachute things that like is behind you, so it makes it harder yeah. to blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> harder to blade. Um, I'll put on... I'll, I'll take a playlist, or I'll start with like... Uh, you know, like Page Avenue starts pretty fast, right? Mm. I'll just put that on, and especially when it's really cold outside, like if we've had to get ready for shows in fucking January or some shit... I'm not going to go run around when it's three degrees outside and breathe in that cold air and it fucking hurts. I'll run around my basement. I'll like open the doors in my basement so I can <laughs> run around back and forth. And I just, I do like an, like a air mic lead singer kind of, you, like, you live in the pipe. I'll just, I'll jump just like Dan, you know, the kind of yeah, jumps yeah. that he does, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing with no <laughs> instrument. And I'll run around and just do that and just move my arms like this, you know, just do that kind of <laughs> shit just to like move in a similar way that I would move on stage, but obviously with not a, without a, a bass on me. And I'll run up and down the stairs and I'll, you know, I'll just like do this circuit yeah. through my basement. And, uh, that's sufficient to not be a complete fucking mess. But like you said, there's, there's nothing. Yeah. You can't short of doing like a warm up show in a small club or whatever leading up to the big show. There's just nothing you can do. You almost have to do like for you guys, I feel like you'd almost have to do like, um, like a soccer player workouts Yeah, where it's like running hills and like wind yeah. sprints and like, not just jogging yeah like you have to do like short bursts of like things yeah hit 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 workout you know what i'm saying yeah. with the bass on i've tried that the hard shit is like doing that and like still be able to play yeah. you know yeah, yeah. like that's the hard thing i do get, in like crazy shape but does that translate yeah i mean yeah it does but it's like it's more like okay so if you have a you know especially like one of my single cuts that are kind of heavy mm -hmm. like i imagine a bass is heavy like in normal life for, for an hour and 40 minutes, I don't put it on and have it dangling on my neck and jump up and down, you know, like it's and just, on one side. Yeah. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's balance, that's yeah. the thing that gets me is just have, it's like, 
it's not the physicality or like the cardio aspects of like running and shit. Like I don't have any problem with that. It's just the fucking weight hanging on. I mean, you jump and you land and the weight of that guitar like pulls down on your neck and it's just like, I don't know, like my calves are a little sore afterwards because it's the extra weight and like, it's just, you never in, in normal life just for an hour and a half put a weight on, dangling off your neck and just jump, you know? Yeah, weighted vest, man. Is yeah. anyone who's listening, uh, does anyone work for a company that makes like lead vests that we could <laughs> But dude, there's also a thing by? too, it's like if you're playing, you're bent over and even without an instrument hang on your neck, like I forgot the actual like, like figures or stats or whatever, but like for every inch your head's forward, it's X amount of pounds that are weight on your lower back on your low, on your, on your skeleton. Uh, so for, yeah. So for people that slouch, like every inch your head is forward, it's just more and more stress on your body, mm. you know? So, you know, that's, I mean, that's reason enough to like not have bullshit posture, but try to say something. <laughs> but, but when you have a guitar hanging off your neck and you're looking down, watching when you're playing, you inherently just have terrible fucking posture. Yeah. And on top of that terrible posture, there's a strap pulling it down, making it even fucking worse. That's what gets me. Yeah. You I know? have better posture when I play drums than I do normally in life. That makes sense. Dude, yeah. you know, this is going to sound goofy, but in, in venues, there are some venues where there's a mirror like on the other side of the room occasionally. Mm -hmm. And I love it because sometimes I'll have moments where I can just like, I can look straight out to the crowd and I can see where my hands are and not have to look at my fretboard at all. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've had that. Like, I think the pageant has a mirror behind the bar. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it, it's intricate stuff. It's different, but for frame of reference, like I can see out of my periphery, I can hear and I can see like, Oh, second fret, ninth fret, whatever. Yeah. I like and I don't have to bend over and act weird. I like when we play a venue and the bar has like a TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Hey, check it out. I just Google this real quick. So as your head posture shifts forward, you add 10 pounds for every inch of tilt. Damn. Oh my God. I'm carrying like 40. So yeah. So if you're <laughs> bent, if you're bent over, not even headbanging or fucking dancing or anything, if you're just bent over and looking down at your fretboard while you're playing, that's like fucking 40 pounds of extra weight on your neck. And then a guitar attached to it, you know, mm -hmm. dude, I remember we played a show one time, a long time ago. It was probably during like a Cardinals playoff thing. The entire set, I watched the playoff game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I look, I watched the TV at the bar, the whole the TV at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> what was the score? Sing it with me. I watched it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. That's a drum life. But that's the shit you just, like, you can't prepare for that. Who would intentionally strap weight on their neck and slouch forward and, like, you know? Formula One drivers. You never get yeah. one of those old leather harnesses with a chain <laughs> with weights on it. No, I do weird and shit. And listen to Sodi and go, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, I do da -dun, weird da -dun, shit, da -dun. but not, not that weird. Um, Nowadays, more for me, it's my uh, <clears throat> my feet that I need to get, like, mm. reacclimated. Mm. Yeah. You know what's hard for me? playing certain songs just by, by myself. Like there's certain ones that, that are just really fun to play, but there's some that like, mm -hmm. like just playing like in the shadows by myself, you know, like or, anytime I'm at home and I'm rehearsing like by myself, you skip until the day I die. I skip until the day I die. I skip Anthem. I yeah. skip Antidote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a couple other ones that I'm just like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just not needed. Yeah. I don't play. Is this my fate? Yeah. I, if I have time, I'll play them all. But if I'm limited on time, I know which ones I can skip. Yeah. Obviously. Well, I've also, learned for me like at practice like when we're rehearsing practice i'm thinking about so many other things that i'll mess up at practice mm -hmm. but i'm not worried about it because i know like when i play a show i'm more focused mm -hmm. and i just yeah. you know that's it, real it just comes naturally when you're in that setting like it your whole mindset changes Muscle memory. yeah yeah the other thing about being like cardiovascularly in shape 
but not sh- in show shape per se. It, for me, it's the arm pump thing. Dude. Oh. Yeah. The, like just that, the, the squeeze or the motion and mm-hmm. you get the art, the adrenaline and you overdo it for the first like yep. verse and chorus. I mean, and we, whatever. Do, we would do hero and falling down back to back. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks guys. Yeah. And on top of that, you're like, you're, you we all go on stage probably dehydrated to start with and then yeah. you get further dehydrated. And I don't just, drink before we play. Oh, well, we do. And you know, <laughs> I'm just you forget to drink water. A little bit of the sacrament. Yeah, especially when you're drinking. You're drinking, like, fucking rum and Cokes and shit. Yeah, sodas for the soul. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we're, you know, like, the cap- all, you know. The captain wouldn't steer me wrong. Yeah. Do so, we need- arm pump, for anyone who doesn't know what the fuck that is, what did that come from? Like, motocross? I think I heard that term from you. I just call it arm pump my whole life from mo- racing motocross. Yeah. It's like, we, we, your arms are so fatigued. The muscles are so fatigued. They just get so pumped up with blood that they just, like, don't... They, they just get stuck. Yeah. Like, dude, I had to be... There was, like... A couple times, I, the first race I ever raced in, I got arm pumped so bad, the throttle was stuck, and I couldn't get it off. And your I arm did, was like locked in it was, position. It yeah. was locked, and I went off this jump way too far, landed, flipped upside down. I was standing on, I was basically doing a handstand <laughs> on my handlebars, fell in front of my motorcycle, and ran over myself. <laughs> and then another time, and nerves, like nerves. Yeah. I was, yeah. I also threw up in my mouth for the only time in my whole life. I threw up from nerves. It was my first race. Because that 30-second board comes up, and everyone goes, and I went, like, right in my mouth. It was fucking scary. But anyway, uh, nerves, too. Like, you just grip tighter, all that stuff. And then another Mm -hmm. time, same thing. I got stuck. The throttle was stuck, and I just hit this thing, like, fourth gear, pinned, overjumped the thing, and landed in a fucking tree. (laughs) Yeah. And somehow didn't fucking die. I I probably jumped 100 feet and landed in a tree. Yeah. Like, hold up. You... You like, landed in the branches and shit? In the fucking branches. <laughs> like, here's... This is the jump, right? No, no one... This won't make sense to anybody. But there's, like, a little takeoff. Then you could land on the tabletop up here. And uh-huh. if you were, like, one of the really good riders, you would triple it. And that was, like, 65, 70... And actually land on the, the yeah. downhill. So, yeah. like, the beginners would kind of go to the top. The A-class, B-class dudes would fucking... It's like a 75-foot jump. They'd triple it. I went... <laughs> off the track into a tree. Yeah. Like off the side. Like I jumped a, probably a hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was anyone other than Chris there to see it? Who was there? Uh, the one, I, the time I ran over my motorcycle was the only time my parents ever came to a race. <laughs> <laughs> when, I ran, when I ran over myself, that one was in um, some racetrack in Illinois. So it was just like David Smith and like a couple other people like that. Fuck. Yeah. God, dude. I did. I didn't Feel do my- that, but I did that at, at- uh, St. Joe, the first time we rode, yeah, where I, I did one of those jumps and I landed and my arm went like this Meh. on the throttle, yeah. and then it just got stuck, right? It got stuck, but then this was like the first time I'd ever wrote, ridden a dirt bike, and I was so used to riding BMX bike, I hit what would be the front brake, oh, and just went burp, <laughs> flipped over, bike landed on top of me. Yeah, Oki's done it. Everyone, dude, it, every, yeah. it just, it, yeah, it happens. Uh, Field Mouse or David Hake. Hi, David Hake. His first race, he came up short on a jump, and the same, I ran over he myself. Cased he cased it and hit his face on his handlebars and had to go in an ambulance. Ugh. Yeah. I did it one time we were on a track. I, uh, it was in uh, Casey. Yeah. Caseyville, yeah, yeah. is that what it was called? No, just Casey, Illinois. Casey, okay. Yeah. I took a turn. Like I was going up a, it was like up a hill, and I That turned. was the day it was like super fucking muddy. Your sister came with us and stuff. And Yeah, but yeah. like, 
it was like I hadn't been like riding a dirt bike very long, but I was racing this dude around the track <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And I took this turn and like it was an arm pump or anything, but I fell and flew directly into a tree I, <laughs> yeah. off of the bike. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Did yeah. you ever have that thing when you're you're riding for a while, you're skating, whatever, and something happens, there's like a moment where you just get a little overconfident or like someone shows up or you see a thing or whatever and it gives you a, like just a momentary bit of overconfidence that fucks you up mm-hmm. and you really eat shit like you overshoot something or yeah you're just like you lose focus and it's replaced with confidence like mm-hmm. overconfidence mm-hmm. that yeah. shouldn't be there yeah. and you fuck yourself up do you have anything like that i have two of them that are let's both, hear about it both involve my pelvis the, fir- the first was we were uh so i was fucking this chick right <laughs> <laughs> so we were uh wait a minute didn't you have your pelvis did you have a belly button ring no Are you had your nipple spears or something i had both nipple spears that's too. right it was terrible <laughs> they're still scarred dude it, it was really bad ashley's mom was married to a guy with a belly button ring oh that's wow. that's a, that's a choice <laughs> yeah yeah sorry good um, a bb ring yeah <laughs> so we were uh we we're skating at this school or something and there was this handrail that I kept trying to do. And I was, I would do it a little bit. I'd get up there and I, you know, go a few feet or whatever, but it was a tall handrail. So I was, I was kind of fucking scared because I was all right back in the day and I could do handrails here and there, but I couldn't do like legit stuff. Either way we were doing it and I was kind of like feeling pretty good. And then some friends showed up and I was like, Oh, so-and-so's here. Sick. I'm gonna do this one more time. And then we're going to go hang. Arlo showed up. Yeah. Arlo Eisenberg (laughs) showed up. Well Um, played. Well played. That got me. And and I just had that moment of like confidence and excitement. Like, yeah, I'm just going to do this one more time. And I jumped and I over jumped it by like just a couple inches. And my right foot just went over the rail slightly. And I came down on nothing but Ugh. my tailbone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's no joke. Direct. I mean, like the length of my feet, like imagine that straight yeah. to my tailbone. Oh. I didn't grab it with my hands, nothing. I just landed oh. on my fucking pelvis. Oh God. And the shock went to my fucking skull. Dude, yeah. I did that when I was a kid too. I couldn't walk for a couple of days. It's yeah. no joke, dude. It was like that. Like I was at yeah. work. Like I, I could almost feel like I'm almost positive I had a hairline fracture because I could, I could feel like a little, like a, like a little mini earthquake of the bones. Yeah, dude, rubbing I, together. I did the exact same shit. Exactly. It like makes you like kind of takes your breath away like yes. a little bit. I almost yeah. threw up, dude. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't have anything. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. Moving yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I didn't have anything like that, but when uh, Nick and Jared had that mini ramp, oh yeah, and we do skate sessions there. <clears throat> one one night we were there, <laughs> I, I got pretty confident and I was doing something. I don't remember what happened, but I lost my balance and I flew off of the ramp <laughs> <laughs> to the back corner of the yard. Like, and it was dark. Like, it the light was on the ramp. Yeah, those work lights. Yeah. yeah, but then like off of the ramp, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. It was just like I was on the ramp, and then I disappeared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and I flew into the fence real hard. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, and the second time, so the second time I did the exact same thing. It was on a dirt bike, and it was at my ex-wife's parents' house, my ex-in-laws, and she, uh, her brother, her brother and I used to ride dirt bikes, and he, you know, they had a, a bunch of land, you know, like a backhoe and a bobcat, and he would mm-hmm. build tabletops and all kinds of shit. So there was this tabletop that what it wasn't too big. It was maybe the actual flat, you know, the, the, the tabletop part of it was like, I don't know, 15, 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Wasn't huge. But it was big enough that I, as like a completely amateur motocross rider, I was fucking scared. But I find I started to work up the the confidence to do it and I was landing it pretty well. But that was barely like a couple feet, not much mm-hmm. air, just like yeah, yeah. landing on the the landing, whatever. 
And I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go for it this time. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to get a little, little air and like get down in that shit. So I fucking pinned it super hard and I jumped it really well. Like if it had been another 10 feet, I would have been cool, <laughs> but it was not another 10 feet. And I just landed perfectly flat on the uh, flat bottom on the yeah. flat. Dude, that's rough. And yeah. I let, and my feet went off my pegs yeah. or off my, what do you call it? And I landed right on my balls and my, my ass. All <laughs> oh, and I just, I felt it in my stomach oh. and my chest and my face. And I like, I just, I fell over from like the pain. You know, it's, oh. it's funny about riding dirt bikes when you're like doing just like little shit. It feels like when, if you're a new person riding it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's so huge. Yeah. And yeah. then like if somebody's there taking pictures and they show you a picture later, <laughs> yeah. or video, yeah. it's like two feet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were shooting a lot of videos and I was like, God damn it. I look so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. And I go do it again. I do it again. And that was one of those times I had watched myself a few times. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to nail this shit. And it was all, it was like when you, uh, like the opposite of when you do, uh, when you do a flip on a trampoline and you're trying to go up higher and do it a bigger mm. flip, but you instead go out and you go off the fucking trampoline. <laughs> yeah. It was the dirt bike equivalent, equivalent yeah. of that. I, uh, I'd, speaking of like arm pump though, I'd noticed when I rode a dirt bike later after we like toured a whole lot, mm-hmm. no arm pump. Really? I have, I had zero arm pump ever just from like drums and stuff like that. Strong but arms. It's just, it, I, I could ride all day. And then, I mean, not that I was racing and doing all that stuff, yeah. but like I had zero arm pump. Dude, I used to get it when I first joined the band in 1999 or whatever the fuck it was, 2000, on uh, With One Voice. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. that same riff yeah. forever. Yep. And I'd be out of shape and we'd play it and I'd get all fucking worked up and I'd get to the point where I'd have to with one finger go because I couldn't make my fingers work. I do that now if like, you know, when we do like Hero and Falling Down, like back to back, like I'm holding my drumsticks like in a fist. Yeah. I'm trying to do like rolls and stuff, just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. fully stiff wristed. No, no articulation. Like, yeah, yeah, just like stiff wristed. Yeah. Stiff wrist. Yeah, dude. Um, just the dirt bike thing one more time. It's hard to like overstate how much of an impact on my life that shit was, dude. I used to just. I mean, I still think about it. Even driving down the road, you see like um, yeah. exits for like uh, like the highway and shit, where each side is like a hill. You know, mm-hmm. like even leaving here, uh, Paige and Lindbergh, like Lindbergh, like my whole life, I thought about that. So I just in the middle of the night, just backing my truck up, taking my bike out and just right over it. Like, I, want, I want a dirt bike again. I still think about it all the time. If I it wasn't dude, so I, expensive and such an ordeal, I would love to. I, I'll buy one again. It's Dude, it's just, it's just I don't want to fuck myself up. That's it. I don't either. I don't want to go do anything dude, like that. I just I, want one If I had cruise. one just to rip around and just do wheelies on, yeah. I, I would even just, and but like some jumps too. Like I would be when we get huge again. Let's buy dirt bikes. Yeah, I bought one at the beginning of quarantine just to have a, pr- a quarantine yeah, project. Did. It was yeah. I just did you finish it? Yeah, I s- sold it for a thousand more than I bought it. Sick. Yeah, I dude, those old, those like early two thousand two strokes. Yeah, are so fucking like everyone wants them. Like you, I sold it in four minutes. I posted it in four minutes later. I had like ten people. Mine was awesome. I yeah. loved mine. What'd you have? I had a RM one twenty five with a DVS graphics kit on it. Yeah, a two-stroke 125, like, it's the equivalent of a four-stroke 250 now, and a two-stroke 250 is what, like, a 450 would be. Something about those two-stroke 125s, like, you can, I just always preferred them to 250s, because you could just rip. Mm -hmm. You could just go around a track and just basically never let off the throttle, and you're just pinned. 
like everything you do, you're just pinned. And just something about that where it's like you're more riding it and it's not it's less riding you, you know? If anybody wants to send some dirt bikes to our P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. big enough, right? Yeah. 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 Shit, so fun, man. I love dirt bikes. Me too. Hey, there's a, a dude who's a fan of the podcast and or a fan of the Thank the Maker shit or a mutual follower, knows our band. He owns that company um, or was one of the owners of, you know, Super 73. They make those little like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, electric, yeah. like, uh, cafe bike yeah. things. Yeah, you oh, showed really? the, you, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. They're tight. Yeah. They're really tight, and he does a bunch of custom shit. That's awesome. Yep. I, um, fucking oh, love some, one. love some fucking dirt send, bikes. Send us some. <laughs> give, us, give us those for free. Yep. That won't happen. Um, yeah, motorcycles are cool, except the part on a road where, uh, you die. Dude, speaking of that shit, I've been, in the speaking past of, month, Speaking I've seen, of dying. I've seen... Every single person I've seen on a motorcycle on the road has had no helmet. Dude, that, I, I see that more and more now. I, I I would never tell anyone how to live their life, teach their own, but like that seems asinine to me. It's insane. Yeah, especially if you have kids and people that depend on you and like you would ruin their life if you were gone. Yeah, you know? That's not an individual choice at that point. There's an argument for that for sure. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. No, you know? Deal with it. <laughs> you know? It, it's also just fucking, I mean, it's terrifying to me. Granted, I'm not like a seasoned rider, but it's fucking terrifying, dude. Okay. So I've been riding since I was 10. I got my first motorcycle at age 10. So I would say I could get on a dirt bike right now and fucking wheelie across this whole parking lot and rip shit up. I would never, ever get on a fucking bike without a helmet. Yeah. Ever. You know? Like, it's just, it's so stupid. Yeah. You know? It's, it's not like- It's just way too easy to literally kill yourself. Well, dude, in like, you know, last- couple of years I had a, a, a street bike, dude, you really realize how distracted everyone is if you're on a motorcycle. Cause you have to be, there's, I mean, you should always be aware of what's going on, but it's another, it's like a heightened level awareness because th- there's nothing separating you from the fucking ground mm-hmm. or another car. There's no airbag. There's no f- frame around. Like if you're on the highway and a, and you, a car hits you or you go down or something like you're fucking dead, you know? Yeah. It's, it seems like and my point was you really realize how distracted everyone is to the point where it's like it's it's like it's fucking scary. It like seems every like person, nonstop defensive driving, like yeah. moment to moment. Yeah, I mean, like if like you're obstacle in, course, shit. if you're in traffic, yeah. If you're on like I, I just basically rode mine on like old farm roads and like river roads and stuff. But still, to get to those places, you have to drive through you know, heavily populated areas. And you notice when you're on a motorcycle, you notice every other car, the person's driving and looking down at their phone. Yeah. Literally every other car, you know, that's why I sold mine, dude. I had too many close calls, man. You know, and I was a safe ass fucking dude. I know I get like a lot of energy and I get like, you know, I like to go fast and stuff, but like, dude, I I drove really responsibly and certainly always wore my helmet and always like paid attention. Like I, it's fucking crazy. Like I had some close calls even though I was super responsible with it, just because people are seriously so stupid and distracted. You yeah. Know? I was this, I felt the exact same way nine or 10 years ago. I had that, that little Honda CB. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what do you call it? And granted it needed maintenance or whatever and shit I didn't want to deal with. But the main thing was on top of it, I knew that I was too distracted personally on my phone and that's a fraction of what's going on now. Yeah. So it, it just wasn't fucking worth it. Dude, I just didn't do it anymore. Dude, for me, I was crossing... Uh, an intersection and uh, a young girl went halfway out and ran a red light because she was on her phone. I could, dude, I could see her. 
I was right there and I could see her. I was like, oh, what? Like, it's one of those things where like time kind of slowed down and I like actually thought, it's like, what the fuck is this chick doing? You know? And she was on her fucking phone and she ran a red light and skidded into the intersection because she ran the red light as I was going through it. I went like that. It's like one second and I could not be sitting here. Yeah. Like literally she would have hit the brakes one second later. Like I, I might fucking be in a wheelchair. I don't know. You know, yeah. like I was just like, you know what? I got two kids at home. You know, I, I, I love working on these things. I love them. I'll, I always will. But like it's, at this point in my life, like it's, it's not really fair. You know, yeah. I don't know. Glad Drew's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's got a, he's got a bunch of motorcycles. Yeah, man. He also rides a lot um, in Colorado and in, um, like more rural Missouri where yeah. his family is. Yeah. So it's a little different for him. Yep. And he's a big dude. I think, I feel like a car would hit him. You'd be like when, it, when a deer, somebody, you know, hits a deer and the car gets right to the deer runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine Drew getting hit on a motorcycle yeah, and falls over fuck, and just man? runs off. It's like, what the fuck? Runs into the woods. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Fucking car. All right. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Well, let's fucking start rehearsing soon, bros. Yeah. Uh, we gotta, we should probably do that. Like as soon as Dan gets home. Yep. This weekend. And for y'all listening, get tickets to these shows. They're going to be great. They're going to be radical. Does We're the St. Louis one, there's no tickets, right? It's just like walk up every it's, it's outdoor free. festival. Yeah. Yeah. But sick. we'll be doing a, a, a legit headlining club show on this new record in the, um, in the new year. Yeah. Like we'll be announcing that stuff sooner than later. And, uh, I don't know. It's a really exciting time for us. And we're, 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 we're really pumped. So get some tickets, come see us, come say howdy. Also, uh, get the VIP package if it's available at the show that you're going to, because we have some of those out there. Yes. Yep. And if you're a patron at patreon.com slash story of the year, if you want slash story of the year, if you're on the level, if you're on that level, um, it's one of the few top tiers. I still have never looked. I haven't looked since the last time someone said, what level is it? And I didn't fucking know (laughs) one of the top few. It includes the VIP shit. It says it just go there and look at the tiers. Yeah. It's included in that. Patreon also gets you access to gets you access to our Discord. It gets you access to exclusive content. We interact on there. We do some things. Actually, we talked about this last week, but some Discord folks were at the video shoot and we showed them the entire album in person. So there's yep. benefits. There are many benefits. Yeah, I'm gonna do an update tomorrow. Like I have uh Hackett took all those behind the scenes photos. We have some some content we can share and be cool from the video shoot. We'll just put that on Patreon. We also shot the other part of another video the other day, too. Yeah, we With did. Jordan Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if mm-hmm. anyone has, if you guys have that shit, let's put it on Patreon for folks. I yeah. don't have any. Even if it's just 20 seconds of my performing or something, you know? I got some. Let's do it. Let's give it to the folks. Cool. We should have Jordan on um, in the next month to talk about videos and stuff, since we're going to actually be dropping videos sooner than later. Or actually, once they're out, we'll have him on. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Good call. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, then. All right. At Story of the Year on all the stuff. At Story of the Year PAC on TikTok. There's still nothing on there, but you should go follow. Anyway, my stuff is all at Mountain Dew Hard Seltzer on MySpace. I'm at Ryan Phillips. I am Ryan Phillips. I am Ryan Phillips. Got it. I am. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ryan Phillips. I'm at A Whale's Vagina at NBC.net. That's where you stay at. Mm -hmm. A Whale's Vagina. All right. Get up in that whale's vagina or else. Suck one. Can we go up?